Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shana. We are so excited to be recording this episode today because it is finally time to talk about our beloved generators. Yes. Oh, this episode's so important to us because we love our generators. We love, there's so many of you and you guys are just such a gift to this world and a pleasure to be around. And it's about damn time mm-hmm. that we talk all about you. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. And yeah, we tell people all the time, generators are just such a magical essence in the world. And we'll get all into why we'll talk about really what the technical things are in your energetic body that make you a generator. We'll talk about your aura and your strategy and just all of the things. And we're super excited to dedicate an entire episode to this topic. So I guess we'll just jump right in. So generators, all of our beautiful generators out there, basically the main defining thing that makes your energetic body a generator type is that you have a defined sacral. And that sacral energy is the juicy life force, creative energy that literally animates this world is held in that sacral chakra. So that's why generators are such magic in this physical realm is because they are the keeper of that energy. They create it, they give it out from their body and they really spread that beautiful energy to the rest of the world. You can't really talk about generators without really feeling that energy of that sacral juiciness in the world. So as we go through this episode, we'll kind of get more into that. But that's really the generator's domain is this sacral chakra. And what does that mean in the world? And how do they use it? And how does it guide their lives and also help guide the lives of other people who are around them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Generators really not only provide energy for the things that they're interested in and the things that light them up, but they also um, provide this juicy, loving energy to everyone else around them because it it's almost like an excess of energy that spills out and overflows past their aura into other people's um, auras and energies. So um everyone loves being around a generator, um, that is in their flow, that is doing something that they love, that is, um, doing something that they are so lit up by. Mm -hmm. You can always tell when a generator is, um, really honoring that sacral center in their body because everyone wants to be around them and, and say, you know, Ooh, I want what they're doing. I want to do what, what, what they or I want what they have, or, you know, I, I want to be around them more. So if you find that people are doing that, in your life, then that's a little signpost to you of, okay, whatever it was that you were doing that people just really wanted to be around you for, you are honoring your sacral center 
it, in whatever that thing was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so about 70% of all humans have a defined sacral. So it really is the vast majority. And so that sacral energy of this creative life force energy really is kind of a dominant energy on the planet. However, about 33% of defined sacrals are mangens, not generators. And today we already did our episode on mangens, but if you are a mangen, you can listen to this as well, because in the end you are still a generator by type and definition, but for pure generators, that's really going to be the topic that we're talking about today. That's about 30% of humans on earth are pure generators. And what that means is you have your, if you're looking at your body graph, Um, If you're not looking at your chart and you don't even know what energetic type you are, we encourage you to stop here and to go to mybodygraph.com and put in your birthday and specific time information so that you can pull up your chart. But once you're looking at your chart, if you have that defined sacral, you're a generator. If you have a defined sacral and other motors in your body connected to your throat, that's what makes you a manifesting generator. So generators have that defined sacral, but they do not have any other motors. So their solar plexus, their heart center, their root center, all of those other motors are not connected directly through a channel to their throat. That's really the, in essence, like mechanically what makes a generator. And then of course, when we're talking about the energetic types, the five energetic types, what we're really talking about is the aura of that person. So the generator's aura is a specific aura that's obviously different than the other energetic types. And the generator's aura is described as open and enveloping. And their aura is another thing that makes them such a beautiful energy to be around because their aura has this feeling when you're near a generator without them even speaking or opening their mouth, you feel embraced by them. You feel like they're open to you and available. Like there's just someone that you can naturally get along with and you can feel how they're feeling and you feel like they're open and you can emotionally like feel them and understand them really easily. And that's because their aura is open and enveloping. And it also is giving out freely that transmitting that creative life force energy into the other person. Mm -hmm. And because they have this open and enveloping aura, that allows people to, or magnetically brings them in to ask them things or to um, present things in front of them for them to then respond to. So this aura really is the key with generators. It's the reason why people love being around you. It's the reason why people really feel like they can trust you. It's also the reason why people really feel like they can ask things of you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, throughout history has shown that there's an abuse in that, right? And feeling like you have to say yes to everything that people ask you to do. And people will often ask generators to do any and everything and kind of take advantage of them. But it's because you have this open aura that people feel like they can come to you. So the highest vibration of that is, you know, the when you're doing something that you love and that you're in your flow and you're excited by what you're working on. This open aura allows other people to feel that it allows other people to come to you, to ask you for things or ask if they can be involved. And 
it allows life to just kind of fall in front of you for you to respond to it. So because it's open, things just happen when you're in flow that you then can keep going down your life path of more excitement, more things that light you up, more juicy life force energy flowing out of you to other people and to yourself. And that's really the goal with a generator and with their open aura is to just kind of get into that, that rhythm of being open, doing what lights you up, and it keeps going and going and going. So we'll talk a little bit about you know, later on what the first things you can do to really start living this design, but it is with a generator kind of a chain reaction in that because your aura is so open that when you start doing one or two things that really light you up, that leads to more things that are going to really light you up because you're attracting things to fall into your lap, if you will, that keep perpetuating that energy that you're putting off to the world around you. Yeah, that's really the definition of magnetic, you know, when we're talking about a magnetic energy with being a person, having a magnetic energy, it makes you really charismatic. Like people love you like that magnetism that you exude. It not only vibrationally attracts a positive life, but it also attracts people like it's attractive to be around. And so a generator that's living in their empowerment and really is being that magnetic aura out in the world they really are able to attract people really easily. And my, a couple of my like favorite people in the entire world are pure generators, like um, Brian's sister, Chrissy, or my friend Mm -hmm. Lake. And they just have this energy about them. Like they feel like they're like a mama bear. You feel so safe around them and you feel so supported and seen. And it's just like so lovely to be around them. But it's also like beyond that. It's that magnetism. Like you're literally attracted to their presence. You feel safe in their presence. You feel seen. You feel held. And that is really like the key thing if you're a generator to know that I think a lot of people when they first discover human design and they go, oh man, I'm a generator. Boo. Like that's boring because some of the older human design stuff tells generators that they're here to be a worker bee. And so it has this like negative connotation, like it's just like Mm -hmm. normal or boring to be a generator. And that could not be further from the truth. Mm -hmm. Actually, generators have the most beautiful, shiny, magnetic, lovely presence and aura in this world. And they really lead by being this like energy that spreads that love and spreads that joy for life and spreads that connection and comfort and openness. Um, They really can lead, be a leader by being able to connect people with that openness and with that joy Mm -hmm. and love for life. So being a generator is really powerful. You're literally the keeper of this like beautiful, creative life force energy that we all need to exist in the world. So whatever, you know, we'll get more into the specifics of being a generator, but really a generator's overall life purpose is to spread that joy and love and connection and openness and life force energy with everyone they meet. And just to kind of give some comparison of what the other energetic types are here to do, manifestors are very different than generators, right? They have a completely different aura. So when you're around them, it's a different vibe. It's a different feeling without them doing anything or even saying anything. If you're around a manifestor, you feel their impactfulness, you feel their presence and kind of their badass, like powerful 
aura, but it's different than a generator, right? A generator is really lovely and open and um, calming to be around. Whereas a manifester is here to elicit energy from people and to rally this reaction from other people to get excited to do new things or create new things. And they're really here to be super impactful and cutting edge and trailblazing. And projectors also have a different aura. Their aura goes into other people and sees them really deeply and is able to understand things in a different way. And of course, projectors do not have a defined sacral. So they kind of have this open and clear objective perspective where they can see things in a different way. Um, So once again, a really different energy. Projectors are here to guide others, but not necessarily to do as much of what they love as a generator is. And then of course, mangens are in the end a generator, but they have a little bit different energy because they have those motors. So mangens are really exciting and they move around a lot. And when you're with a mangen, you feel excited about life, but you feel this really big burst of energy to get things going and to kind of quickly jump into things and change as freely as you started. So that's really a different energy than generators. And then of course, reflectors are completely open. So when you're around them, they are showing you your level of satisfaction and authenticity and overall well-being. And then generators, you know, where it fits into this um, overall category, generators are the ones that are here to do what they love in life, to build upon the things that excite them and give them joy, and to really master the physical realm in whatever they are excited to work at. And when they do that, they have that bigger purpose of spreading that creative life force energy and love and connection to everyone else. So that's kind of how they fit into the overall energetic puzzle because everyone here, you know, human design is the science of differentiation. This is about how the energy types are different. And so it's really important for us to know this is my part of the puzzle and I only have to be me and everyone else will be their part of the puzzle and together we'll kind of complete this full picture and be everything that we need for each other to support each other in this world. Yeah. And it's interesting because you can be a generator or a projector, manifester, any of the types and have still projected channels that require people to invite you and, and, you know, you're here to guide them in those specific ways, or you can have manifested channels that are, you know, you really need to inform people of this certain aspect, or you are really here to impact other people in this certain aspect. So, um, but the main thing is with knowing your type as a generator is how how your aura works and how your strategy works and your authority. It's not to say that, you know, if you're a generator, then you're not here to guide people or you're not here to be impactful because you 100% are. It's just in your overall aura. You are here to do what you love, do what lights you up, build upon things in this physical plane and create things that truly light you up and that require, you know, your dedication and focus. And those things might be guiding people in some way, or they might be impacting people in some way. And that's because maybe you have a channel that it allows you to impact people. So that's where reading can really um, help you to fully understand the intricacies of your energy and the things that you can lean into as a generator. The overall thing, if you, if you just, you know, allowed yourself to 
be open and do what lights you up and really just be this juicy, flowing, loving generator, um, all of those things will fall into place. Yeah, because I mean, generators, like we said, are 37% of the human population. So obviously, there is a through line between all of those people. And that is the way that your aura works and the way your strategy works for you to be able to share your gifts in the world. But each person is absolutely unique. So as interesting as it is to kind of divide people into these five categories, and as much as those people have in common with each other, it also gets so much more specific, like as unique as each person is, that's how unique your chart is. And so definitely like this is just kind of scratching the surface. Um, but it is super, super, super important to understand your type and understand your strategy. And, um, it's so complex. Like even though your, your strategy is just like one word, understanding the true meaning and really getting it and being able to integrate into your life is like a whole different story. But generators really are here to build things, you know, so whether they're leading people, whether they're guiding people, when they have this work that they show up and do every day that really lights them up and they genuinely feel like it's adding value to the world, value to themselves, they feel satisfied, like they're being able to really use their powerful energy. When they find that right work, it can actually transform their life. It can be a really, really, really important part of the puzzle for them to feel overall satisfaction with everything in their life. So if a generator is feeling frustrated and you're really thinking it's your love life, but it could be that you haven't found that useful way that really resonates for you to be able to use your power out in this world. So once generators do find that work that they love, it helps them in every way. It helps their physical body stay healthier. It helps their energy flow. It helps them utilize all of their gifts because they're really here in this lifetime to use their sacral energy each and every single day. And their motor, that sacral motor that creates that life force energy that they then can accomplish things with, if that motor isn't that motor doesn't give up creating this energy until it's accomplished what it's committed to doing. So it's super important for generators to feel useful and to be able to use that energy each and every single day. Mm -hmm. And it really helps their physical health as well. Mm -hmm. Like this, all of this is not just on an energetic level, but on a physical level as well. So it's really important for them to do the work that they love and that they're lit up by and use all of that energy and literally, you know, fall into bed at night exhausted and they'll recharge that energy overnight and wake up the next day and be reinitiated and starting the new day doing something that their body physically says yes to. You know, when we say finding the right work, we don't necessarily mean a job. It can be whatever your body is responding to that wants to pour its energy into, whether that's helping your family or helping your friends or going to the grocery store, running an errand or going to the beach or going to a yoga retreat. Just using your energy is what we mean by working on something. Um, As a generator, it's really fulfilling and satisfying to just use your energy in a way that lights you up and excites you and to use it all by the end of the day. Um, and then start fresh and anew the next day. Yeah. Like if you can imagine like your body was a car and your sacral chakra was like your gas tank. And when you see something that you genuinely like, 
or value or that you desire, or you're like, Ooh, that seems like right for me. It's not something in your mind that you'll be able to explain. It's just a reaction from your body. Your body's like, yes, I want that. That thing is for me to work on. And so that's what puts the gas into your tank, into your sacral chakra. And then your job is to use all that gas to drive your car around all day long until that gas is completely done. And that is how you live in flow, right? So using that gas completely up every single day, working on things, whether it's doing yard work or being a mom and taking care of your family. Um, Like Shane was saying, it could be anything. The point is that in order for your energy to flow and for you to experience ease in this world, you need to constantly be using up that sacral energy, doing something that truly feels right for you and feels correct for you. The worst thing that you could do for your energy, it's not really sustainable, is to not use that gas every day and to not be doing something at all because that that gas in your tank will then become kind of toxic to your body energetically. And that transfers over to it being physically toxic to your body to not use that sacral energy. So unlike a man gen, so man gens also, like we were saying, is a generator, but they have this like motor that connects straight straight to their throat. And your throat is the place in your body where you manifest things into reality. So basically for a man gen, they're going from responding to something, wanting to participate in something to making it happen really, really quickly. And so they kind of jump from one thing to the next. And throughout even one day, they could be totally into something, start working on it, and then be totally over it and be into some new thing. Or, you know, every day, a different thing or every week, a different thing. And so that's really correct for a manifesting generator's energy. But a generator is a lot different. They're really like more focused in on working on one thing at a time and really mastering that thing and giving their full attention and intention and focus to this one thing and really completing it before they move forward. So they're really the only type that is like that, that can really has that sustainable energy. I mean, man gens do too, but generators have this energy to really see things through to completion. Like they're the ones that bring it home to get it grounded, make sure that it's happening. And that can feel really, really satisfying for them to do that. As long as that thing is truly in alignment for them and they responded to it correctly. Mm -hmm. And just to be clear, generators self theme, meaning when they are in alignment is satisfaction. So anytime that you are feeling satisfied as a generator, um, you, you can know that you're, you're in alignment and their not self theme is frustration. So anytime that you're feeling frustrated, it's not a bad thing. It's just a signpost to say, okay, let me just take a step back and allow life to come to me. And then I will respond and and do how follow my response, if that makes any sense. As a generator, if you are doing things step by step, and really just focusing directly what's in front of you, and then working on it or not working on it, whatever your body is telling you, um, there can be times that you can hit kind of um, like a plateau or just like a stuck point. Um, energetically. And that just tells you that you need to be reinitiated or reengaged, or maybe have somebody give you some input or insight or guidance. um, So that way you can keep going. And that's because as a generator, you're really here to master a skill or to 
to dedicate yourself or build something or um, create something or just focus on like a project at one at a time versus like a mansion, like Dana said, is kind of bouncing around and changing. Yours is I'm focusing on this one thing. Yes, I want to work on it. Okay, I'm working on it. And you might feel okay, now I feel stuck. I've been working on it. It's been two days. And now I don't know what I need to do. And that's when you can either ask somebody for guidance, or just allow things to reinitiate you whether that's somebody saying, Well, what do you think about this? Or do you want to try this? Yes or no? Have you done it from this angle? Yes or no? Or let's go and work on this instead. And then you can kind of follow if that feels like a yes for you, then kind of follow and go do that. So really as a generator, you're allowing life to come to you. And anytime that you feel stuck or plateaued, you just have to allow life to come to you. And that can be confusing, right? Like what does that mean to allow life to come to you? And like we've said before, the simple stuff really is the hardest stuff to, to put to practice, right? So that means that you are just being very present, being completely in your body and looking at directly what's in front of you right now. So not what's going to happen tomorrow or in 10 minutes, but like right now, what's in front of me? Is it this email? Is it this phone call that I have to, that I'm on? Is it this person that I'm talking to? And do I feel like this is a yes, I want to keep talking about this, I'm lit up by it? Does this feel like a, oh, yes, I'm going to respond to this email because I am super excited about this thing, or this will feel really satisfying to get done? Is my kid in front of me playing? And I feel like, yes, I want to keep playing, or I feel like, no, I don't. And so maybe I set them up with a drawing set that they can do on their own. And because I really want to be in the kitchen making this thing, or I really want to be laying down in my bed, watching a movie, whatever it is just really honoring that response of what is directly in front of you. And then if you plateau, just knowing that you are going step by step by step and that sometimes you just need to be reinitiated and that is completely okay. There's nothing wrong with you. There is um, nothing that you need to do or beat yourself up about just allowing people to reinitiate you and maybe ask for guidance or maybe just talk it out with someone so that way you can find your next steps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if you are feeling stuck, take a break go for a walk. And maybe like someone will walk in your path and they'll remind you of something that gave you new insight. And then you are re-responding to that new insight and you feel more sacral energy to keep working. You know, like you don't have to know how you're going to be reinitiated to continue to feel motivation to work. Your job is to just honor what your body's telling you. When you feel motivated to work, you have that energy, go for it. When you feel no longer motivated, stop. And um, really, Shana, you hit the nail on the head with generators. Like all of this information is so much information that we can almost just like have our heads spinning and be like, I don't know what it means anymore. But what it means for generators, like your key phrase for living as a generator is be present. We all have so much anxiety and so much conditioning about needing to know what's next, needing to have a plan of how it's going to work out, needing to know where we're going to be tomorrow or in five years or at the end of this year. Really the key for happiness and satisfaction and being able to respond for a generator is to simply be present. Anxiety is a huge thing that we all have in this world. And a lot, it comes from feeling like we need to live in the future. And when we are worried about the future, guess what? 
we are not being present. Our mind is somewhere else. Our mind is not right here, right now, looking at the cup in front of me with tea in it, looking at the computer in front of me with my friend's face on FaceTime. Your mind is three months from now stressing about not knowing the future. So for generators, really the more that you can remind yourself every time you feel frustrated, which is your not self theme, I need to be present. That will really get you back on track. And I do want to clarify, like if you're a generator and you have a job where you are planning travel or you're planning travel for your family, or you're planning on making a big life change, like that, that is totally can be done in the present moment. It's just a matter of, Ooh, right now I want to plan this trip. So I'm going to, you know, I'm sitting in front of me. I'm present. I'm planning this trip right now, even though it's for the future, it's not necessarily like, Oh no, I have to plan this trip because in three months, I'm really going to regret it. That's more anxiety. But if you're being just like in this present moment, someone's asked me, do you want to plan this trip right now? Or do you want to plan your retirement right now? And you're feeling, yes, I do then you can do that in a present state. Um, So it's not necessarily like, well, you can only have a 500 foot view and you can't, you know, think about the future. It's just doing things in a present state versus doing things in an anxious, non-present state. Mm -hmm. Totally. Okay. So let's get into strategy for a generator, which is obviously a huge, huge, important theme of knowing your type is knowing your strategy. And for generators, their strategy is to respond. A lot of people, when they hear that, they have no idea what it means. They're like super confused and they start running (laughs) in circles. They're like, what does it mean? It is actually very simple, super simple idea. But like we always say, that doesn't mean that it's easy to actually apply. But basically, if you go back to the analogy of thinking of a generator's body as a car and they have their gas tank, which is their sacral chakra... In order for that gas tank to be full of gas, it ca- they can't just fill that gas tank up with their mind because they feel like they should have energy. That's just not how it works. What happens is something in life, either a person or a situation, comes to the generator, right? Comes right to in front of them, whether it's a life thing happening in front of them or an option of going to this restaurant or going to that restaurant or eating this food or whatever the life situation is, or it could be a person asking you, would you like to participate in this? They, a generator must have that outside thing come to them in order for them to react. And when they react positively to that situation because it excites them and they do want to participate in it, That is what fills up their gas tank with that sacral fuel in order for them to do that thing. So basically, the whole idea of responding just means that a generator needs to be present and allow life to come to them so that they can react with their body, with their sacral chakra. Yes, I want to do this thing or no, I don't. And so that's a very simple thing. The thing that gets in the way is people not being patient enough or not being present enough to see what's right in front of them. And instead getting anxious and getting in their mind and feeling like, what am I supposed to do next with my time and trying to do something that they might not have the energy for because their sacral chakra was not ignited by responding with excitement to something. A lot of people say that they don't know how to feel in touch with their sacral response, or they don't know how to really feel that in their body. And 
the only thing that we can say to that is that um, the more that you practice it with the small things, the the more familiar it will be for you to use with the big things in life. And to know that, um, that a sacral response is not mental. It's not a decision that you can make from your mind. It's not something that you're analyzing saying, well, yes, I should do that. Or yes, this would make someone else happy. It's something, if you have something that pops up for you that you can't rationalize, that's always a good, good sign for you to say, okay, that, that came from, I don't know why, but I just want to do this. And that's, that's a yes for me, or I don't know why, but this sounds exciting. So let's do it. Um, and that is just a good clue to say, okay, let me start there. Let me just start with the little things and to just know that you are always living in response all the time. It's not something that you have to try to do. A lot of times when people hear this, that you're, you know, you're supposed to respond. They're like, okay, well, what can I do to respond? And they don't have to, you don't have to do anything. You literally wake up in the morning and you are standing in front of your coffee maker and you you feel in a, your body. Yes. I want to have coffee or no, I don't. Um, that's a response to life or that someone, your neighbor comes and knocks on your door and you feel, you know, yes, I want to go answer the door. No, I don't. That's a response. Um, and just honoring that where you can is the key to experimenting with this, um, this strategy. So it's not anything that you have to do. You're always going to be living in response, no matter what, it's just getting familiar with how it feels to honor your responses and, um, and utilize them when it counts the most for you. So if you have a defined sacral, you either have sacral authority or you have emotional authority. And if you have emotional authority, that means that you need time to kind of, you know, ride your emotional wave and make a decision after that time has passed. But if you have sacral authority, it's really relying on these, these uh uh-huh or these uh uh-uh feelings that come up for you when you're living in response. Both require you to use your strategy as a generator to live in response, meaning allowing things to come to you and you respond with this yes or no, but just taking note of that. If you have emotional authority, take note of that, those yes or no, like urges that you've kind of felt in your body, but then giving yourself time, like, like, yes, this seems like something that really excites me, but let me get back to you in a few days. Um, and, and let you know. And then in a few days, if you're still feeling lit up by it, then that's great. That's a yes for you. Or it's, you know, that doesn't really sound that great to me right now, but let me get back to you in a few days um, with a with a for sure answer. And just just kind of taking note of what your sacral is telling you in the moment, because that could be true for you, especially if it's the small stuff. You know, do you want to go to this cafe? Yes, I do. Okay, great. Go. That's your sacral truth. That's your sacral response coming through. But also, if it's a big thing, honoring your emotions and saying, okay, let me give myself some time. I felt my, my body feel like this was a yes for me, but I'm going to give myself some time to see if that's still true for me emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And kind of going back to the idea of being present and like, like you said, Shana, if you're standing in front of your coffee pot and then you're like, oh yeah, I, I want to make coffee. So it's really like when we talk about being present, It's all about using your perceptions and your senses in the moment, right? Like you're not just in your mind, you're in your physical body. You're seeing things, you're hearing things, you're Mm -hmm. smelling things, you're tasting something. All of that stuff is outside information for you to then respond to. And that can prompt a sacral response and 
um, you going off and doing something new just from seeing something, just from hearing something, especially someone asking you a question, right? So it's really important to know that you're responding like Shana said all the time, right? You're responding all the time. It's not something you're like, shit, how do I respond? You're already responding. So kind of getting out of your head and just focusing on your senses. Like, what am I seeing? What am I hearing? And letting that elicit a response from you in your body. And Mm -hmm. one thing that can be really helpful and can kind of um, help you out if you're learning about how to trust and feel what a response is for you in your body is sacral sounds. So this is a really big one because we are conditioned away from this in our society. So a lot of people don't even really realize that this is good or that this is something they naturally do or want to do. But basically anyone with a sacral, defined sacral, um, whenever something in front of them happens in life, like whether they see something or hear something or come upon something, their body is taking in and processing whatever this thing is in front of them, right? And it goes directly into their sacral. Their sacral responds to it and then shoots up their body and out of their mouth a sound. So it's these primal sounds that we all do like, ooh, that sounds interesting. Or like, mm, yeah, that food sounds good. And letting those primal sounds come out, it might seem like they're just coming from your voice and your mind decided to make them, but they are actually coming from your sacral chakra. And then your sacral is shooting that energy up and it's coming out of your mouth. So the more you can follow and trust and listen to those primal sounds without any judgment, the more clearly you'll be able to say, oh, that's what my sacral was feeling. It was a, ooh, exciting. Yes, I want that. Or, mm-hmm, or uh-uh, that sounds disgusting. And like my husband, Jared, is a manifesting generator. And I ask him all the time with sacral responses, like, do you want pizza? And he'll like make this face like, ugh. And it's not that he doesn't like pizza. He loves pizza. It's just that like right now, his sacral response was a no. And I'm like, okay, great. Then let's not eat it. If he can honor that, he feels happy and in flow. And if he made that face to pizza, but then in his mind, he goes, oh, actually, I love pizza. We should get pizza because we don't have that much time and blah, blah, blah. And he goes against that sacral response, even though that's like the littlest thing it can put him into his not self theme and he can feel frustrated that we're eating pizza. And it's like such a small, (laughs) silly thing, but it's really important for you to live in the flow of life, to trust those sacral primal sounds and to just be like, that's my truth, period. I don't know why it doesn't make sense. I don't have to rationalize it with my mind. That's just what my body said in the moment. And I followed it. And that's always going to lead you to flow. Mhm mhm. Yeah, and I I do want to just note on on responding that when you hear that, you know that your your strategy is to respond. Responding does not mean doing nothing. A lot of times people think that so I'm just supposed to do nothing and just sit here and let life come for me. And some of the biggest conditioning to work through as a generator is the fear that nothing's going to happen or that you'll be stuck or that life isn't going to happen unless you make it happen. Just knowing, like we said before, that that you are responding at all times and the way to overcome that fear that um, you're just doing nothing is to just be present, um, like Dana said, and to allow yourself to hear those sounds. So a good way to practice those sounds is maybe singing in the shower or singing in the car 
listening to a podcast or a radio show and, and allowing yourself to be like, yeah, like, oh, ooh, I don't know, like literally talking out loud. And it might feel really silly, but it's just a good exercise to, to loosen up your throat chakra and allow your sounds, your primal sounds to just come out of you because they're natural and they're so, so helpful in being able to audibly hear what it is that you want without rationalizing it in your head. So you can be out with someone and then hear yourself say, Ooh, yeah, I want to do that. And then that just shoots out of you. And then you can be like, Oh, well that just came out of me. So let's do it. Mm -hmm. And it kind of helps you to trust it more. So as you use it, the easier it will be to use. So to anyone that's feeling like they can't connect to their sacral or their gut feelings, start with the small stuff, start with breakfast, start with where you're going to eat or, you know, who you're going to hang out with and just allow those sounds to come out of you. And then you'll strengthen your relationship with your sacral center to be able to know when it, you are feeling a response from yourself or not. And I kind of like to think of, I know Dana brought up the car analogy, but I like to think of your sacral center, almost like a lighter where you hold something in front of it or something's held in front of it and it either decides to spark and like light a flame and light that thing on fire, like to, to burn it. So like, say someone holds a cigarette in front of it and it just, it doesn't want to spark a flame. And it's like, okay, nope, not a cigarette. Someone holds Palo Santo in front of it and boom, it <laughs> lights up. You know, and then they're going to burn. Like, I know it's like such a like a simple, weird analogy, but I do think of it like a flame. Like it's this fiery energy that's here to transform whatever it comes into contact with. So if you're, if you feel that flame inside of you, like spark, like if you can imagine your gut as a lighter, like if something comes into your presence and maybe it's an ad on TV or it's a show and it makes you think of something that you want to do um, and you just feel this like fire in your belly, like the spark being lit, then just know like, okay, that was my sacral response that's ready to burn this motherfucker down <laughs> whatever. <laughs> or if it's just like, nope, that's not doing it for me. Like I'm not turned on to it. I don't have a, I don't have a spark for it. And it's like, okay, let me just let that thing pass because I don't have a fear mindset that nothing else is going to come. If I say no to this, like other things will come always, especially if you honor your sacral truth. Meaning if you don't feel it up by it, let it go because something else is going to come and you just have to trust that it will and not allow yourself to slip into a fear-based mindset that if you, you know, break up with this person or if you quit this job or if you don't say yes to helping this person or if you don't say yes to supporting them or doing work for them that you just don't want to do, then something better isn't going to come. Like maybe you'll miss your chance. Like that's fear-based. So just to say, okay, I don't feel that spark, letting it go. And something else comes, oh, I feel the spark. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, I love that analogy so much. And you know the phrase, like, I'm turned on by that. Like, that's like a weird, cheesy phrase because it has like a sexual meaning now. But yeah. like, but it's really so true for a generator. Like, you, your job as a generator is to always be turned on by something, turned on by life. Like, literally something comes in front of you and it either turns you on and you go for it and you start doing it and you participate in that thing or it doesn't turn you on and then you don't do it or you've been doing something and then you realize this doesn't turn me on anymore. Your job as a generator is to stop doing that thing. 
so that you're open and available for something new to come to you to then turn you on. And so if you can always listen, so your sacral chakra, you know, in your body graph is the second from the bottom chakra in the middle, but you'll feel it in your gut. It's that sensual body, like in your core of your being feeling of like, yes, I'm turned on by this. I want to do this thing or no, I'm not. So your job as a generator is to constantly watch that and pay attention for it. And for that to be your goal, as much as you can to be turned on by the things that you are doing in your life. And if you're no longer turned on by them to stop doing them. So like Shana was saying, if you're just like sitting on your couch and you watch a movie about um, camping or backpacking and it turns you on from your core, like, ooh, that's exciting to me, then you can actually go out and make steps to make that thing happen. Go book a trip, go out and ask your friends if they want to go with you. It's not that you're never allowed to do anything, right? Like, no, everyone is here to do things. Everyone's here to lead. Everyone's here to create the life that they love. It's just that what was the thing that sparked you to decide to do this thing. It should never be your mind deciding because you're bored. It should always be life coming to you. And then it turns on that flame for you in your gut. And then you can take action. Then you can take steps towards making that thing a reality. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And we, so we already talked about authorities with, um, with a generator, right? And, and if you have, if you are a generator, no matter what you do have these sacral responses that we've been talking about, but you can also be emotional authority and you can also have a really defined spleen. So other types besides generators, um, have splenic authority, meaning their spleen is their decision-making factor for them. And, um, so you, it's a very powerful center. So if you have a really defined, um, a sacral center and a really defined spleen or a really defined emotional center. It's just a, a factor of honoring all of those things, whatever your authority is, that is like the final say so. So if you have emotional authority, the final say so is riding out your emotional wave. And how do you feel when you're in a neutral place? Is it a yes or no for you? But you can also take into account, how did I feel in the moment? Was that a yes in my gut or was that a no in my gut? Or if you have a super defined spleen, you can take into account or write down what came through to you. If it was a, yes, I want to do this or a, no, I don't, or, Ooh, this doesn't, this didn't feel right to me. Or I feel intuitively like this might be a really good connection. So you can still honor your intuition, which comes from your spleen while still honoring your sacral gut responses while still honoring your emotions and giving yourself time to get neutral. It's just a matter of being really aware of the things that are coming through to you and making them work for you versus making you feel confused or um, not knowing what to do. So your goal with this information is to figure out how you can use your energy so it works for you. So it supports you versus just like happening and you're just trying to figure it out your whole life like everyone else is, right? Instead saying, okay, I had this little intuitive thing come through to me when this happened. This was that. Let me put a pin in that. And I'm going to let my emotions settle, get neutral. So I'm not in a high or low. And I'm going to then make a decision from neutral. But I'm also going to put a pin in whatever my gut was saying then and whatever my gut is saying right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is where it kind of splits off and gets more specific for each person because 
all generators have the strategy of responding. But then when it comes to your authority, it kind of gets different. Either you have sacral or you have emotional and then what other things are at play. So this is where if you're confused at all, um, it's really good to get a reading. So you can see specifically for you, what kind of energies are at play and what does your emotional wave look like if you do have emotional authority because there are different emotional waves. Um, but yeah, so your, your sacral responses, that's your strategy. Those happen always in the moment, moment to moment in that instant, that is that sacral response. But if you have emotional authority, that obviously takes time. So it is about, it is about taking into consideration that sacral response in the moment. But then if you have emotional authority, it just, you need a little longer to ride out your emotional wave to see, does that sacral response still feel true for me or did it change? Um, so yeah, with those, with the authority, I definitely recommend getting a reading so you can get really clear because the biggest two things in your human design chart are your strategy and your authority. If you can live with these every single day with making big decisions and using this strategy every day in your life, everything else in your chart will naturally flow. Everything else will naturally become its highest potential and highest expression of itself. And people with emotional authority that are uh, generators, they ask us a lot, okay, if I have to wait to make decisions with my emotional authority, then like, how am I ever supposed to know where to eat lunch or whatever? And it's like, well, for those little things in the moment, that's more of responding, right? That's more of your strategy. Yes, I want this food or no, I don't. So that's not really a huge decision for you to be making with your authority. But a, a something that you would definitely want to use your authority for is, should I take this job? Or should I help in this project that I'm going to commit myself to? Or should I call someone right now where it's a really big call that I'm nervous to make or whatever? Those bigger things that have more weight, those are really the ones that you're literally like, I can't decide. My sacral response is not clear. Those are the things that you're going to want to use your authority for. Mm -hmm. And it really like little or big depends on how important it is for you. If it's really important for you to get the perfect lunch spot because, you know, you're meeting with a long lost friend that you haven't seen in forever or because you're, you know, your daughter's <laughs> turning 10 and it's really important. It doesn't matter. Or maybe you're going with a coworker that it's been really awkward. So you really want the ambiance to be amazing. <laughs> like it just depends on how important the decision is to you. And then if you're like, okay, this is important to me, even though it's something small like lunch, let me just give myself a few hours until it's time. And then I'll make the decision in a few hours. Let me not rush myself to make this decision right now. Let me honor my, my emotional authority and give myself some time to feel neutral. Mm -hmm. I love those, uh, those uh, <laughs> examples you made up. They're awesome. <laughs> So let's kind of dive in. We talked about this a little bit throughout, but let's really dive into the self theme of generators and the not self theme. So generators self theme is satisfaction and their not self theme is frustration. And so their goal in life, their true essence when they're living in flow, living in alignment is that they feel a deep sense of satisfaction, right? They have these, this desire in life to feel purposeful, to feel meaningful, to feel useful, to do things that they love. And when they live by their strategy of responding and their authority, whichever that authority is, whether it's sacral or emotional, when they live that way, they naturally 
embody alignment for themselves and they will feel satisfaction. The That feeling of spending all their sacral energy appropriately each day in a way that feels right for them and that feels meaningful and that gives them love and excitement for living life. They constantly are feeling that feeling of feeling turned on and excited about things. And when they're not feeling that, they let go of that thing and make space for something new to come. When they live authentically and don't judge what they respond to positively in life, they will just feel this satisfaction, right? They'll feel meaningful. Like their life just makes sense. They love it. They're lit up by all of the things they get to do. And that's their self theme, right? Satisfaction. It's that flow every day of waking up in the morning, doing what they love, going to bed at night, feeling like, yes, that felt so good. And letting that energy flow freely and cycle each day as it as it their sacral energy builds and then they use it all and then they go to sleep when they have used it all. And when they do not use their energy appropriately, when they don't allow themselves to respond to things and they try to do things that they've decided with their mind, or they continue to do things that they're no longer lit up by, or they make decisions with their mind instead of using their authority. So when they're using their energy incorrectly in any way, their energy cannot flow like that. And they'll experience a frustration of that energy inside of their body energetically. And of course, that translates to the feeling of frustration, right? They don't feel satisfied. They feel like this sense of like they're they don't know what they're doing and they're not using their energy meaningfully and they don't feel accomplished or satisfied in life and they feel frustrated. And so that's their not self theme. And that feeling that not self theme is okay. It's actually a gift because anytime a generator feels their energy being frustrated, or they feel emotionally frustrated, that's just a signpost for them to say, Oh, that's my not self theme. I was not using my energy correctly in some way. So let me go back to my strategy and authority. Let me go back to being present and getting out of my mind and into my body. Let's talk about too some fears or conditioning that generators can feel in their life commonly with for the entire energetic type. Something that generators really fear is we talked about this earlier, but the idea of not doing anything, having nothing to do, and having nowhere to spend their energy is a really scary feeling for them, right? They don't, they'd rather be doing something, even if it's not something they love, than doing nothing at all because they're afraid. They know what happens when they don't use their sacral energy. They feel frustrated. So that's why sometimes generators can get stuck in a trap of continuing to do something that doesn't light them up simply because they're afraid of doing nothing. But the truth is, if you find yourself doing things you don't love, if you stop doing those things, you actually open yourself up to opportunities for new things to come in for you to respond to and to be turned on by and to do things that you love. So it's a really necessary step for generators to be able to live more in alignment and to change their life by allowing themselves that space of saying no to things that they don't want to do and not and letting go of that fear that if they say no to nothing, nothing new will ever come. Mm-hmm. And another fear or conditioning that they can overcome is thinking that they'll disappoint people or upset people if they do what they truly want to do, or if they say no to what they're being asked to do and, and following their, their response. Because a lot of times, you know, for generators, 
they are relied upon so much because they get praise when they suck it up and they just do it. Or when they hustle through and make someone else happy, they get recognition for that. And that little recognition does feel good. That praise does feel good, but it's praising the wrong part of you. So you can be a generator who's been really conditioned to suck it up and just go to work each day and go home and go to bed. And that's what life is. I mean, society really, really conditions that into us of that's what life is and work sucks sometimes. And you just have to been grinning, been and grin it. You have to <laughs> grin, grin and bear it. I was with my aunt the other day and she said to all of us who were in the car and she said, you know, they were all talking about their jobs and stuff. And, you know, we're very, very different. And she's not really into any of this stuff, but she said, yep, that's life. You go to work, you like, you can hate your job. Doesn't matter. You just make sure that you work, you get the job done and then you go home and then you go back the next day and that's life. That's what everyone does. So just suck it up, buttercup. And I was literally like shaking my body out. Like not my life, not my life, not my life, not my life. Like And I wanted to say, like, I am calling bullshit on that. Like, that is conditioning. That is society and the world. Just of what generators have been told to do. And I felt really sad for her that that was her perspective. But I'm telling you right now to all the generators out there who have been told that, to everyone out there who's been told that, um, that is a choice. And that mindset, whatever mindset you have is your reality. And that mindset is a choice and that is conditioning and you get to choose to call bullshit of that, take control of your own life. And the more that you follow what lights you up, even if it's just one thing, if you're doing 15 things that are all no's for you and you hate your job and you're just kind of doing things for other people all the time, if you can just do one thing that lights you up, that creates the space for more things to come in. Like Dana said, that will light you up. And it will start this little snowball effect of, okay, now another thing lights me up and another thing and another thing. And then suddenly you have this job opportunity or you you're networking with these people that you really love. And like two years from now or a year from now or next month, doesn't really matter. Time's not real. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like you will find yourself doing something that you love and being around people that you love and having a family that you love and, um, creating this just juicy flowing life energy. So If you are feeling that, I just encourage you at any point just to say to yourself, like, bullshit, I'm calling bullshit on that. I'm choosing not to live in fear. I'm choosing to change my mindset and I'm choosing to change my life. Like, Mm. I do not have to be a slave to that mentality any longer. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's your power. That is the truth. (laughs) That felt good to hear you say that. It is. That is the truth. (laughs) Yeah. And for generators too, there's so much conditioning that they're supposed to know what they're going to do with their life, right? They have to pick their career path and then they have to stick to it forever because they have enough sacral energy to just do that and to barely get by. Well, that's not living. That's not thriving. And for a generator, they do not need to know where their life path is going to be. It is not up to them to create in their mind where their future is headed. And I think for a lot of generators, they have a big fear that they don't know what they're doing, that life seems kind of random to them. They don't feel like they're in control because they haven't decided with with their mind what their path is going to be. But actually, if you can reframe that, that's amazing. That's alignment for a generator is you don't need to know. You're not supposed to know. You're supposed to live in the moment. You are supposed to respond to what comes in front of you. And those responses will guide you step by step by step by step 
down your perfect life path. And then you'll look back and say, wow, look at this amazing path that I've led. But it's not up to you to know. It's not up to you to decide what you're here to do. And that is radically different from what we've been conditioned to believe. And so that's a huge thing that generators can let go of. You don't need to know what your path is. You need to respond in the moment. You need to be present. You need to be honest with yourself about what you love and what turns you on and be brave enough to do those things with your time and with your energy. Mm -hmm. And that kind of goes for all the other main conditioning and fears that generators have, you know, worrying nothing will happen um, or come to them to respond to or being fearful that they won't hear or feel a true response. And just releasing those fears is the first step and being present, being in your body and starting with the small stuff. Um, So I would say that the first place that you can start as a generator today, right now, is allowing yourself to feel in your body that little spark, that little lighter light up, and then allow yourself to say yes to it or feeling that it just doesn't and allow yourself to say no to it. And if you can kind of, you know, look at your whole day that you just have to do or whatever, the things that you are, that you're shooting, right? The things that you're doing because you should, and just say, I'm going to remove one of those and just let space for me to relax and respond and just let life come to me. That is the first step that you can take to honor your strategy and authority as a generator. And like we've said before, it will snowball from there. Just start with one thing that lights you up. Yes, I want to go to the farmer's market with you on Sunday and just be there. And then, oh, yes, I want to buy these strawberries. And then, oh, yes, I want to go. Let's go eat these on a picnic with a blanket. And then maybe you're having an incredible conversation and like, oh, yes, let's go talk to these these. I don't know, foreigners over there. And, and maybe that turns into you visiting them in Italy. Like literally there's so many things that can happen. And it really just starts with that one little thing. Obviously that analogy can be used for your job, for a career. It just depends on what you're deciding to honor saying yes to, and just going with it, trusting yourself, trusting those responses and experimenting it with it day by day and not beating yourself up about, um, whether you're, honoring that or not, like sometimes you might not, and that's okay. Just removing all guilt from yourself. If you feel frustrated, don't beat yourself up about that. Just, you know, allowing yourself to feel it. Okay. And then let's go back. Let's respond. Let's listen to my authority and let's go from there. And, um, the less guilt that you can apply to yourself, the less shoulds that you can apply to yourself, the more you can allow yourself to feel excited by something and then say yes to it and not say, well, I shouldn't because blah, blah, blah. Um, the less, the less rationalization you can do. All of those things are things that you can do today, right now, starting from whatever the hell is in front of you in this moment. Right now, it's probably this podcast. So if something's exciting you while you're listening to this podcast, or if it's yes, you know what, I want to try that, honor that. Or if it's no, I'm not ready to try that, honor that. Like literally honor what your response is and keep going. Mm, yes, I love that so much. Oh, okay, so let's get into some of the questions that we got from our Instagram family. You guys, we love you so much on Instagram. We love connecting with you there. If you guys don't follow us yet, you can follow us at Dayluna. Um, and so some of the questions that we got in about generators we wanted to answer, one of them is, what types of work do generators feel drawn to? Shana, you want to answer this question? 
yeah, I mean, it's whatever work you feel drawn to. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's, um, it has to be what you're genuinely drawn to. It can be anything. Like we said before, it can be gardening. It can be taking care of your family. It could be planning trips for your friends. It could be working your ass off at a big company. Um, it could be doing manual labor. It could be, um, you know, not, it could be hosting a retreat or doing yoga. Um, it really doesn't matter. It's just work that you feel pulled to. So, um, and it doesn't, it's, it's not supposed to feel like work for you, right? Like you might see a recipe online and you feel, yes, I want to make that for my family. So then you go to the grocery store and you get all the ingredients and then you go home and you make it all. And like, then you, and then that, that was your task for today. Or if it's a career and you're feeling like, yes, I want to do this job. Um, it really just only matters that that flame was sparked in your body for you to then feel satisfied working that job. And if that flame changes, you might need to be reinitiated. You might need to be guided. Like if you're in your job, you might need to be, um, you know, go for a walk, take a break and just honor that. And if it's, you know, over time, like this job has turned into a bunch of shoulds and I don't enjoy it. It doesn't bring me joy. Um, allowing yourself to go and explore the other options and see if any of those things light you up. So that way you can make that transition. Um, so there's not for any of the types, there's not what like certain job types or certain categories of anything, um, because everyone is so different. So it's really about honoring your body and what you feel in the present moment and saying yes or no to it and really doing it and following it. Mm -hmm. And if you do follow something that you love, you can have such a powerful lasting amount of energy to accomplish and do that thing. So generators really can work for eight hours a day if they, if they are doing something that they genuinely are lit up by, see value in, think is amazing and important and have had that positive sacral response to, then they can work for eight hours and they can create this beautiful energy that gets things done in the world and feeds other people. Um, But if you are not being honest with yourself and authentic with that sacral response, you will not have access to that powerful energy the way that you would if it were um, from an appropriate response. So the next question that we have from Instagram is what are the major differences between man gens and generators? Mm -hmm. So um, we kind of touched on this earlier, but man gens are here to um, do all the things right. And yes, this feels good now. And it doesn't, it doesn't now. And I'm going to change and I'm going to go and do and bounce around and be this little energizer bunny bouncing from thing to thing and pushing the limits and not doing things in a way that is linear or, um, step by step, but just kind of just doing all the things right. And for a generator, it's really what's in front of me. I'm focused on it. I'm pouring my energy and my love and my life force into it. And, um, because while I'm doing that, I'm connecting people and creating this love for them to keep doing their own things. And, um, and then, okay, what's in front of me now? Let me pour into that. What's in front of me now? Let me pour into that. So for example, um, a good, a good comparison is Brian, my boyfriend and Jared, Dana's husband. Um, Brian is really like, Uh, like when they're together, this is a good example. Um, Jared is 
always doing things. <laughs> it's like so crazy. He's like, you know, riding, riding bikes and, and skateboards. Like even when he's at our house, like fixing his motorcycle and, um, you know, setting up a little workshop thing and, um, going to the beach and then coming back and then taking the dogs for a run, like all these things, he's doing all the things. And Brian, when he's with Jared is like, you know, Jared kind of throws these things in like, Oh, should we go on a bike ride? And then Brian's like, yes, I want to. And then he's just in it focused on the bike ride. And then Jared will be like, <laughs> let, when we get back, like, let's go to the beach. And then Brian's like, yes, we should. Okay. In it focused on the beach. And then when we get back, Jared's like, Ooh, let's go here and here and here. And then Brian's like, okay, in it on each step of the way. And Jared's kind of initiating, initiating him. And, um, but he's also bouncing around from thing to thing. And when Brian's with me, a projector, I am kind of like, Hey, do you want to try this? And then he will either say yes or no, and he'll be focused on it, but I won't be throwing him all of these bouncy curveballs that change from here to here to here. I'm like, okay, what is, what is your goal for today? Is it to feel super relaxed or is it to feel super, um, accomplished? What is your goal that you're wanting to feel by the end of today? And if it's like, I want to feel like we got so much shit done. I'm like, okay, then let's start with the garage first, because that will help us to then be done with that. And there'll be daylight still. And then you can focus on these rooms. Then you can focus outside or whatever. I kind of like help him with the day. Um, or if it's like, I want to relax, it's like, okay, well let's order in now. So that way it's here by the time we've picked out a movie, whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just, it's different, but it's step-by-step step. and Brian's like, okay, let's order in now. So then he pours all his energy into ordering the food mm -hmm. and then, okay, now it's time for a movie. Let me pour all my energy into figuring out the movie. It's step-by-step step versus bouncy ball or guiding. Right. And each time for Brian as a generator, a new thing, a new step happens, he has a sacral response to it. And that gives him the energy it needs, he needs to accomplish that thing. And then he's used all that energy for that response. And then a new thing comes to him and he responds to that. And in that way, he's led moment by moment the entire day. And you can kind of see from that example, I love that example of Jared and Brian because it's so true. Um, but in that example, you can kind of see how generators are this middle focus point of everything that the other people kind of revolve around, right? They're the keeper of this sacred sa uh, life force energy and the projectors are here to help them use it. And the manifestors are here to initiate them to do new things. And it kind of bounces around this center point of this life force energy that is given to everyone when the generator lives in alignment. So you can see how powerful they are and how much they're constantly attracting people to ask them questions and to, um, elicit responses from them. Um, the last question we'll answer from Instagram is how do I listen to my sacral authority or to my sacral responses when I am alone? Mm -hmm. So, um, that's what we were saying about allowing life to initiate you, meaning it doesn't have to come from a person asking you yes or no. It could be a bird outside your window. So you go outside and you go look at the bird. It could be, um, you know, something coming on the TV or on the radio that elicits a response from you. It can be, uh, you know, your drink in front of you or the things in your kitchen and you're responding to them. It could be an email that comes through or, um, a song that comes on when you're doing your meditation or a video that you're watching or a podcast you're listening to, it really doesn't matter. It's just when you're alone and you, and you feel like, like, you know, um, the day is happening, right. And, and things 
are presented in front of you for you to then respond to um, and, and go from there. Right. And in the spiritual community, we don't really like to say the word react because it has like a negative connotation, like, oh, you're just reacting to this thing instead of having personal power. But if you want to switch out the word respond in this scenario to help you understand it as reacting to things, right? So you're, you're here in the day, you have all your senses, you're seeing things on TV, you're hearing people ask questions, you're smelling food in your environment, you're seeing a mountain off in the distance, all of those sensory inputs, you're constantly reacting to them, whether you like it or you don't like that thing, or you want to participate with this thing that you heard, or you see something and it creates that spark for you and you decide I'm excited by this thing. I'm going to go try it and do it. Um, you're constantly responding all the time to things. So we really want to encourage you to get out of your head and to really focus on once again, being present and taking in everything around you and feeling how you react or respond to all of those things in your environment. So that is responding. Uh huh. And I do want to say that you don't always have to accomplish something big each and every day, right? I feel like this question may have been asked of like, you know, when I'm alone, how do I make big, you know, listen to my responses to like start my career off or start my business off or like, you know, be successful or whatever if I'm alone. And the answer to that is that all of these little responses, when you honor them, they lead to your life path. They lead towards divine connections with other people or synchronicities with other people. So, um, so it's not, you know, every single day doesn't have to be like, wow, we got so much shit done or wow, we really, all these opportunities happen. And I said yes to them, or I said no to them and really just changed my whole life in one day. It's like some days you can just say yes or no to the small things, but those little things really do create this chain reaction of opportunities, um, that you will, that will lead you down your life path. So just start, be present, start with the small things. Don't have a fear, like lean away from fear and lean into your energetic gifts. Um, and, and you'll be led to where you need to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you guys are listening to this and you've gotten this far and you're still kind of feeling confused or unclear, I really recommend getting a reading because, when all of this information is specifically here for you as a unique individual, exactly how it applies to you with your authority, with your channels and gates, and with your cross of incarnation, it kind of can make more sense in that way. So if you're feeling confused, I definitely recommend getting a reading. Um, you can book a reading with Shana and I on our website, daylunolife.com. You can also ask us questions there if you're confused about something and want more clarity. So our email is hello at daylunalife.com, or you can send us a DM on our Instagram at dayluna. But any way that you do it, we just really feel so passionately that generators are the most amazing people and we want to empower the shit out of them because they are so powerful and so beautiful and we want every single generator to know their power and to know how they can live their life with ease and with flow and to live in their alignment and to live in satisfaction and to give their beautiful juicy sparkly energy out to the world because that's what they're here to do and there's so many generators and manifesting generators on the planet that if generators really became empowered and learned how they can live in this way, it would really change the vibration of the planet and be able to create so much healing. So 
generators, I just kind of want to leave you with these last two things to wrap it up. Um, for you, the medicine for you in this life is really a trust, trusting that the world will bring it to you. Life will bring it to you. Your job is to be. Your aura takes care of the rest. Your magnetic aura brings everything in. And the second thing is do what you love. If you want to help people, if you want to make people feel happy, if you want to heal the world, you need to do what you genuinely love with your time and with your energy. That is how you help the world. That is how you spread this amazing magic and love and connection that you're here to spread. So generators, we love you so much. Thank you for being here with us and reach out to us so we can continue the conversation. We love you guys. Have a great day.